Welcome to Passionate and Prosperous, the only podcast about creating success in your life and business by using your voice, gifts, and skills to do the work that lights you up, make money, and have massive impact in the world. This show teaches coaches, creatives, and service-oriented human beings how to trust in yourself and leverage your unique message, experience, and expertise to attract your ideal audience, create clients, and organically build your soul-aligned business. I'm your host, mindset and business strategy coach, Stacey Brass Russell, and I can't wait to help you to set yourself up for success and use your passion to create the prosperous life and business that you truly desire. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Passionate and Prosperous. We are going to have so much fun today because I've got a fun episode for you. Today, we're going to talk about why I think that you should think about your business like dating. I had some really interesting thoughts last week. (laughs) I, as you may know, if you listen to the show uh, kind of in real time, I call it, right? Like if you've been listening as episodes release, then you might know that Over the last few weeks, I led um, some events. I had some big workshops that we had hundreds of people attending, um, some free stuff on Zoom trainings and workshops. And when I do that, I get to be in the Zoom room, right, at the moment. I mean, I'm hoping that sometime in the next few months we'll also be able to start doing – I'm going to present some live events as well, so stay tuned. But in the meantime – the way that I connect with all of you and with everybody is online and on Zoom. And when I have those events, I'm around so many entrepreneurs and coaches and all of you, right? I'm around my 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 people. And it makes me so energized and so excited to be with all of you um, in the Zoom room and see your faces and get to connect and create incredible energy because that's what we do when we get together in the room. And it also gives me an opportunity to, you know, like see everyone and pick up on the vibes and really get more in, in with you and find out like what's really going on, you know, in with your businesses, with your lives, whatever. You know, I always say you're passionate and prosperous life and business. Because when you're an entrepreneur, when you're trying to make your own way, they're the same. Like, they're not separate. So I get to be in the room, and and it's a more intense time, and I get to pick up on the energy. And, you know, one of the things that I came away with over the last few weeks of being around so many, so many of you was I came away with this kind of feeling that when it comes to your businesses, that it's kind of heavy, like that the energy is 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 kind of, there's a downness sometimes. It's almost like business is hard, doing this is hard, making money is hard, um, you know, and just this feeling of like being overwhelmed with the activities that you need to do. Even when you have the strategy and when you know what you need to do, there's often this feeling of like, ugh, right? Like this real heaviness and this and this kind of, it's like a downness. It's a down energy that I sometimes pick up on. And I get it. Like when you are putting in the work, right? And this is how a lot of people feel. Like they they feel like they're doing the things, doing all the work, and you're not getting the results that you were hoping for or as quickly as you were hoping for, whatever, right? We're the ones who make up 
what we want our outcomes to be and when we want them to happen. We make that up. And then when when things aren't going the way we want them to go, when they're not going fast, when we don't think that we're getting immediate outcomes, we can start to feel like really downtrodden, you know, and, and, and even when you're not giving up, you can have like the give up energy, you know? And so you haven't like declared it. You're not like, that's it. I'm giving up. But in a way you're kind of walking around with the energy of giving up. And so I was picking up on some of this, not, not in a, not massively. It's not like I felt like everyone in the room was miserable, but you know, I could, I could feel it because what I was teaching about in the content that I was teaching was all about your fears that keep you from putting yourself out there. The whole month of June in the Passionate and Prosperous community has been about visibility, authenticity, um, putting yourself out there, and what keeps you from doing that. You know, what are all the fears? So we had an episode on fears and, and, and so on. So it's not that everybody's walking around like miserable, but I definitely was noticing that when it comes to like, working on your business or figuring out your business or, you know, figuring out how to take action or how to execute on the things that you might be learning. There's just this, there's the heaviness. And so all of a sudden it popped into my head, like, I don't even know why, (laughs) but it popped into my head that like, you have to show up in your business the same way that you would show up, like if you were hoping to like, to date, if you were hoping to find a relationship, a partner, whatever you want to call it, if you were out there wanting to meet someone, wanting to find someone, right? There's there's a certain energy. There are certain things that you kind of know. There are certain things that you would expect. There's a certain energy that you would show up with. And I'm going to tell you today on today's episode how, how exactly that aligns with showing up in your business. And I actually believe that if I can get you to feel into this energy and to see your business as dating, that you're going to have an immediate shift. Like, I think you're going to have an immediate shift during today's episode, maybe right after. But I really believe that when I bring these points to you, you are going to have some aha moments. You are going to, and what I hope is that it's going to release you. Like, I hope it's going to like, it's going to free you up a little bit. I want you to feel relaxed. I, I don't believe that you can do nothing and just go with the flow and have a really successful business. I think there are some people who try to promote that. And I, I don't think that, um, I do take a stand for, if you want certain things, you're going to have to work really hard for them. So I'm all about hard work, right? I'm all about hard work. I'm all about like the the amount of input, the investment that you make of time, energy, and money, as you know, the three biggest commodities. Um, I'm all about that that ratio, like that investment of your time, energy, and money is going to be in proportion to like what it is that you're trying to do, right? And if you're trying to do big stuff, you're going to be putting in big investments, whether it's time, energy, money, all three, a combination of them, right? So I'm not about saying that like you shouldn't have to work hard or figure out your strategy or have a plan or think about your business like a lot. But the energy that you bring to that is so important because it is what 
will determine whether or not you're actually attractive to the other people, meaning your audience and the people that you're hoping want to work with you. And so when you are in the business of trying to attract and create clients, right, when you're in the business of wanting people to get magnetized to you, which is what attraction is, I mean, let's just break it down. What is a magnet, <laughs> right? It, it's a, it's, it's a one thing that other things get drawn to, right? Have you ever actually felt a super strong magnet? I feel like when when you're like little and there's like science class, one of the fun things is they've got this like big magnet, you know, and like everything gets pulled to the magnet. And that's what you want. Like you literally want to be one of those crazy ass magnets that they have in science class that are practically dangerous <laughs> because if you're wearing something with like a, a metal button, you get pulled to the magnet, you know, and it's hard to it's hard to get off the magnet. You want to be that you want to be that side of the magnet and you want all of those people out there that are meant to work with you, that are meant to follow you, that are meant to listen to you, that are meant to see you, you want them to literally be pulled in. And so for you to be a magnet of that magnitude, see what I did there? In order for you to be a magnet of that magnitude, you actually have to have a certain energy that, you know, of attract an attractive energy. And I'm not talking about like, literally like whether or not someone thinks that you're like hot or pretty or handsome or whatever. I'm literally talking about like an energy that you would show up with if you were hoping to attract a a soulmate, a partner, because that's who your clients are. Your clients are soulmates. Your clients, right? Sometimes I even refer to that, right? I'm like to your dream clients, to your soul aligned clients, to your soulmate clients, to your, to your ideal clients. When you think about the way that we think about doing business, the way that we think about being in a service-based business, being an entrepreneur, being a coach, being a creative, we are hoping to attract the perfect kind of people that we not only can work with because of what we do, but that we want to work with, right? There's nothing better than having all of your clients be people that you freaking love. Like I have that, you know, I am so grateful every single day I wake up and I'm like, I'm, these are not just my clients. I'm like, I'm in love with my clients, right? We're in a love affair. And that's why I love doing my work. <laughs> that's why, that's why I love waking up every day and getting, being, looking at my calendar and being like, Ooh, who am I coaching today? Even with my group pro- program, right? I, I go in there and I'm like, oh my God, I love all of these people. And so if that's what you want, if you want that for your business, you want to wake up every day and be like, I fucking love my clients, then you have to think about your business like dating, right? Because because you don't go on dates with people that you don't want to go on dates with. Like you don't go on people on dates with people that you don't like. So when you think about like, who do you want to work with in your business? Who are you attracting? Then it should start making sense that what if you showed up in your business the way that you would show up for dating, even if you're married, right? I mean, I'm married, right? <laughs> even if you're married or coupled up or whatever, you're not, you're not, you're not single. It's the mindset and an energy that you get to create so that you can get what you want, which is to attract what you want in your business and to have all the feelings while you're doing it. 
Because as you know, when you are dating and you are meeting people or a person, I mean, obviously in your business, you're definitely in a, you know, in a, in a polyamorous <laughs> relationship. You're not only working with one person. Um, and maybe you're in a polyamorous relationship in your life too. So whatever. But my point is when you meet someone or people that you that you really like, it creates a feeling in you, right? Like it, it feels good. It feels good to be attracted to someone. It feels good to be flirting. It feels good to be like, like, you know, curious and having fun. Like those are good feelings. So what if, what if it felt like that to create clients? Like what if you thought of it that way and thought, when I get to connect with the people that are my people, I get to have those feelings. So I'm going to break it down for you. Obviously, I'm not just going to sit here and be like, so go out and think about your business like like dating. I'm going to give you some I'm going to give you some concrete stuff to think about. All right. So we're going to dive in here. I've got a I've got a bunch of really good points. I'm very excited to share this with you today. I'm feeling it. Um, and I think you're, I, I really do think you're going to find this fun and I think it's going to actually shift something for you. So, okay. So first things first. Okay. Oh, oh, I also want to tell you something. I do feel like an expert on dating. I might've mentioned this. I don't know if I did, but I did not even meet my husband, Christopher, until I was 42 years old. And I live in New York City and I was single living in New York City for all of my 30s into my early 40s. And I will tell you that I really wanted to meet someone. Like I wanted to find my person. I wanted to get married. I really did. And from when I was in my early 30s till I met my husband for like a solid decade, I didn't find like my like my real relationship and I was dating. And I'm going to tell you something. I did not love it. I did not love it. So I'm also not here. I don't want you to be thinking, oh my God, Stacey, you have no idea. I do know that there are many aspects of dating that suck. But I also know that like you need to do it right? In order to find your people, your person. So it's the same thing with your business. Like there are certain activities that I know you don't like doing and you don't want to do, but you got to do them. So you might as well be able to like nail the doing it, right? The doing it in a way that's going to actually get you the results that you want. And maybe you can have a good time doing it. Um, so anyway, I know a lot about dating. And a lot of what I'm going to share with you today is actually what I learned. Okay. And now I'm applying it to biz. So number one, when you are hoping to meet someone, when you're available, right? When you're out there in the world and you want to meet someone, when you're, when you're single and you're like, man, I really want to find a partner. I want to find a person. Or maybe you're like, I just want to go on a freaking date, right? You tell people that you're looking you ask them if they know anyone. I, I did this all the time. I mostly wished that I could meet someone through a friend because when I was dating, it was the very, very, very beginning of online dating. I mean, like eHarmony and JDate, okay? Like that we didn't even have phone apps, okay? This was not an app. This was like desktop city, okay? And it was, oh my, I can't even, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm actually having like a little bit of PTSD. But, um, 
I did it. I did the online. And I'm telling you that all I wanted, I prayed. I prayed for meeting someone in real life. That was my number one. I was like, please, let me just meet someone in real life. Like literally like meet someone. And then number two was, please just have someone to set me up with. (laughs) The the last thing on earth that I wanted to do was, was online dating. Okay. But I did it and I did it like a boss. It's actually not how I ended up meeting my husband. I ended up meeting my husband in real life. Um, what I wanted, but, but I did all the other stuff. Okay. And so there was a really solid decade here where dating was my job. (laughs) I dated like a boss. And so I know that during that time, making sure that anyone and everyone knew that I was available was really important to me, right? So that they could they could set me up with someone if they knew anyone, right? Or if, even if they met anyone, that they I would be top of mind, like, you know, oh, maybe they meet an, a, a nice guy and they're like, and they might go, oh, I have a friend that I want to introduce you to. I literally was praying for that. And I was very aware of that if I wanted to meet somebody that I needed to have an energy about me that sort of showed that I was open and available, you know? And I also know that when I was really wanting to meet someone, I was actively looking for someone, meaning I had my eyes open, you know? And I was like, I was really good at looking around, you know? I was like, I don't want to miss anything. So here's the thing. One of the things that I talk about the most about the like in your business is how you have to be talking about what you do and letting people know that you're available and asking for referrals or, you know, creating relationships and partnerships with people who may have people to refer you refer to you. And when you're out in the world, you have to be like your energy has to be that you're open for business, meaning that this is who you are, that when you're out there, anyone and everyone would know that you are available, that your services are available, that your offers are available, and that you're literally walking around planet Earth, making sure that everyone knows that you're looking for your soulmate clients, right? And it's the same way that you would do it if you were dating and really wanting to meet someone. That same, all of that behavior that you would do is the same energy and behavior that you need to do for your business. So if you're sitting there wanting clients, not just clients, but dream clients, soulmate clients, and you're at home and you're not telling anybody and you're not out there with your big eyes open looking and you're not out in the world and you're not talking to people, right? I mean, literally, like, how would you ever go on a date if you weren't talking to people, even talking to them online or talking to them on your phone app, right? And so if you think about what you do for that and that part of your life, and one thing that may happen from today's episode is if you haven't been single or looking in a really long time, today I might spark the memory of that. And then you're going to go, oh my God, that's right. Because maybe you're so comfortable in your partnership right now that you forgot about this. But you have to do it the same way that you did it however long ago. you got to do it now. So if you are thinking of your business like dating, you're going to tell everybody that you're available. <laughs> and you're going to ask for the setups, a.k.a. referrals. 
Okay, number two. You know, I at least I do. I'm going to make it that I know. I know that it takes more than one date to know if there's chemistry, okay? And even though love at first sight is a wonderful notion, and maybe it happens, you do hear people say, and you know I always say, when I say stuff, I'm always saying, look, there's always an outlier. There's always like that time, that fall in love at first sight thing. But if you've been out there and you know what it's like to really find somebody, usually you need to go on more than one date. And I learned this during that time in my 30s when I when I went on some dates that actually I was, it was a setup, right? So like if it was an online date, I was a lot more, I was a lot more like, eh, you know, like if I went on one date and it just, I just wasn't feeling it or mostly I'm going to be very transparent. If, if I wasn't really like attracted immediately, like if I immediately didn't think, oh my God, that person is so hot, right? If I didn't think that immediately, I would be like, eh, all right, I don't need to go on a second date. And then as I started getting a little more mature, I, and, and a friend actually suggested it <laughs> at the time, she had set me up with, um, with her like best friend from sleepaway camp. And when this guy showed up, I immediately was like, not into the physical part. And I went on the date with him and it was okay. It wasn't like amazing, but I remember the next day I spoke to her and she, who was married and, 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 and had three kids and whatever, she said, I want to share with you, you know, and this was like actually the, re- okay, so also this isn't like my best friend who never said this to me before. This was like a friend who was my yoga student and then we became friends. So we weren't like besties. So we, we were getting to know each other. And so at that time she was really setting me up as her yoga teacher. So she didn't, you know, we didn't like talk a lot about dating other than that she knew I was single. And then when I gave her the feedback on the date and I was like, I don't know, like whatever, she said, I always had a rule when I was dating, which was unless there was something like literally repulsive to me about the other person, like where I just, there was something about them that, that I just knew I could never go over, you know, get over. Then I, then I had a rule of, I always go on a second date. And I thought, okay, well, who am I not to take her advice? Cause I'm over here being single, right? And she's over there being married. And so I took her up on that. And from that time forward, I made it my rule. And I also shared it with other friends of mine, right? And we all started being the people that we were like, okay, we're no longer in our twenties. We're no longer like only going out with people because there's this sort of instant psychotic, you know, usually that chemistry, that weird attraction, that's usually bad anyway. You know, when like something is like that hot and fiery, it usually is not good. Um, So we all decided we were going to do that. And always go on the second date unless on the first date it was like massive red flags or massive problems. So the reason I'm sharing this with you is in case you never really thought about the fact that like it takes more than one date to really know if there's chemistry with somebody, right? And that love at first sight is not really a good strategy to rely on if you're looking for your life partner. You're not walking around thinking if it's not love at first sight, I'm moving on right? And so you're willing to give stuff a try and you know that it takes a little bit of time to go from, 
And now here we're going to go turn it into business, a cold lead to a warm lead to a hot lead, right? And so, so often when you're in your business and you're doing your stuff and you, let's say, put something out there, you put out, whether it's, you know, posts on social media or, you know, you meet somebody who you think is an ideal client or um, you offer some sort of content like I just did these workshops and these um, this big, you know, training, turn your fear into fuel. And you do that and someone doesn't want to work with you immediately. Like they don't literally want to pay you or take a discovery call with you right away. I know this because I am telling you, I coach all of you, a lot of you. I don't coach all of you. I coach people like you, and I know what you do to yourself. And it's just this, like, very weird made-up expectation that people are just going to, like, like see you, meet you, you know, notice you for the first time, and then want to pay you, want to get in bed with you, want to, like, you know, totally, like, do the deal. And what's weird is why do you think about your business like that <laughs> if you don't really think about, if you wouldn't think about like looking for your, for a, like a soulmate like that, right? And again, I know, I know that sometimes you might meet and be like, oh my God, there's so much attraction and we like totally hooked up or whatever. Okay. But like, I'm like 54 now. I, I can't even think about that. But what I do know is that in the, in like, even though those things sometimes happen, I really do believe that the real stuff takes more time. And I know it takes more time in your business. I know it takes more time for people to see you more than once. They need to date you. They need to be able to look at your content. They need to be able to, and I know, I'm not saying everybody has to be a social media influencer, but whatever, get emails from you. They need something. They need something. And so, if you're not thinking about your business like dating, then it means that you're not trying to think of ways to date people before you're expecting them to work with you. And so if you start thinking in that way, right, instead of like, I hate social media, right? I don't want to be a social media influencer. I don't want to either. And you can listen to plenty of other episodes of the show where I talk about the love-hate relationship with social media, mine, yours, and and also the fact that like, that it's there, it's available, and it's it's there for you to use. And if you don't want to, this is a perfect opportunity for you to hear this in a different way. If you think about your business like dating and you're not into social media, then you just have to ask yourself, how am I going to date my potential clients? How am I going to date someone who I meet for the first time and not expect them to want to go the whole distance with me on that first meeting, how am I going to date them? Because you need more than one date (laughs) to know if there's chemistry and running your business on the love at first sight strategy isn't a good business strategy, right? It's not a good business strategy if you're walking around being like, I'll just wait for love at first sight. Someone's going to see me once and they're going to be like, I'm in. And if that's your strategy, you probably only want like one client a year or something, (laughs) okay? All right, so moving on. This brings us to another thing about the early uh, dating situation, which is you don't propose to someone on the first or second date. (laughs) Very rarely, right? Um, 
that also is not necessarily like a, a, a great thing to think of doing because there's a really good chance that you would get a no. And if you were in a dating situation and you proposed to someone or you asked them for a bigger commitment, like on the first date, you're on the first date, right? And you do anything more than ask for the second date, <laughs> right? If you're like, hey, what are you doing for your birthday? Or if you were like, uh, do you want to go on a week-long vacation, right? Anything other than asking for the next date on a first date, there's a good chance that you would get a no or like, I don't know, I'm not sure. And if that happened to you, you probably would not be shocked. You probably wouldn't be like, oh, what? Like you probably wouldn't be devastated because there's a part of you that knows that like, that's a long shot. It's a long shot. First date, asking for a big commitment on that first date, a part of you would know that it would know something. A part of you would be like, yeah, I get it. And yet, when you're out there doing your thing in your business and you are only offering people discovery calls, what I'm here to tell you, or you expect them to like want to like get on a discovery call, pay you for your services, work with you, like, like after the first time they ever see anything that you're doing, when I'm telling you that's the equivalent of asking someone for like a bigger commitment on the first date. And yet... And you've heard me do, there's episodes on discovery calls, there's episodes on Yellow Brick Road, there's episodes on serving. I mean, oh my God, you know my philosophy. And here it is again. This is the proof, right? That, That you don't go for the big commitment on the first or second date. Now, does that mean that never happens? No, I definitely don't want you to ever accuse me of being like, but it does happen. But I'm telling you it's not a strategy. It's not like, it's not a way to think is the, that that's how your business is going to go. So you've got to go assuming that it takes more than one date to propose, <laughs> to ask if someone wants to work with you, to make an offer. It usually takes more than one date, all right? And by the time someone is in that situation with you, right, where you are making an offer for them to commit more to you, they've had an opportunity to meet you in that space so that you're both wanting that, right? Not just you. But when you... When you're in your business, I know what it's like because you want the clients. And I also know what it's like when you meet someone and you're like, they're my ideal client. I already know it. They need me. I know it. And I know what that feels like. And what you have to remember is that they might not know it yet. They might not know it. And you need to give them a chance to know it so that you can meet them and you guys can make that commitment together. You can decide to like go deeper together. Brings us to the next point. It takes different amounts of time for different people to get to A, know someone, B, fall in love with someone, and C, to trust someone. So you might meet someone and all of your things go off. Ding, 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 ding. You're like, oh my God, I trust this person. I feel like I've known them my whole life. I love them, (laughs) right? But they might not be having that same reaction. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they're not ever going to 
like feel like they know you or or that they're not ever going to fall in love with you or they're not ever going to trust you. It just means that human beings are extremely complex. And if you've listened to any other episode of this show, you know that I am obsessed with our brains and I'm obsessed with how we work as human beings. And I'm, I'm obsessed with our thoughts and I'm obsessed with our feelings, right? And and what to do with all of that so that we can be in the world, like functioning and not just functioning and getting by, but actually having love and success and wealth and impact and all of that. We are so complex. And what that means is that everybody has different paces. Everybody's got different shit that they're bringing to the table. Everybody's got different life experiences. Everybody's got different fears. Everybody's got different limiting beliefs that have been building up. Everybody's got different ways that they think. And then no two people are the same. And so it, it's not even possible to expect. It's, I'm not saying again that it couldn't happen, but it's not reasonable to expect that two people are going to develop and build their feeling of knowing someone, their feeling of loving someone, and their feeling of trusting someone at the exact same pace. And therefore, it's not possible for you to know how much it's going to take for your audience or for your clients, whatever we want to call those people out there, to build that feeling of knowing you, loving you, and trusting you. And for people to invest with you, they kind of got to feel those three things. You know, I like to say love. It could be like, <laughs> but they got to like you a lot. You know, I like to put love because I'm, I do feel like we make love matches with our, with our clients, but, um, and I want that. Like, honestly, like I want people that work with me. I mean, I'm not saying I demand that they say that they love me, but I want people to feel that good about working with me. I want you to feel that I want you to have all those things. I want you to feel that you that that you feel like you know me. I want you to feel like you love me. And not because I need it, but because I want you to feel it for yourself. And I want you to feel like you trust me so that if you decide to invest in working with me, it feels amazing to you. I don't want you to make an investment to work with me. And there's a part of you that's like, I'm not really sure I like know enough about her or I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I, I'm not sure if I like really love what she does. And I definitely don't want you to feel like, I don't know if I trust her. Oh my God. Why on earth would I want you to give me your money, right? So just remember that when you're dating, you are aware of the fact that 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 you're you're there in real time, being present with the other person. Hopefully, hopefully you're not a you know like a totally self absorbed asshole, which we're going to get to in a moment. Um, and you're paying attention, and you know that people need to build. People build. And so do your clients. Next. Oh, my God. This is the one that I think sparked my wanting to do this. When you're dating, you're getting ready for a date, and you show up for your dates with enthusiasm, curiosity, and with your entire focus on the other person. Right? 
you're if you're dating, why would you go on a date if you weren't excited to go? If you weren't going to be enthusiastic, what are you going to do? Be like, I really want to meet someone. I have this date and I'm going to show up feeling like blah. And I'm going to show up like kind of seeming indifferent or I'm going to be aloof. (laughs) I hope you're not doing that. I hope nobody taught you that that was like a good tactic, like to be aloof. It's not. So you're going on your dates and you're showing up. You're enthusiastic. You're curious about this person, right? And you are ready to put your entire focus on them. I'm going to tell you something about um, when I was when I was doing the dating. One of the things that became a deal breaker for me, I will say, one of the things that would make me not go on a second date, even though I was trying to put that rule in place, would be someone taking out their phone while they were on their first date with me and looking at their phone. And that would drive me absolutely nuts. And you know what? When I met my husband, he, I didn't even know what kind of phone he had. And this was back in the day. I'm going to tell you, like, it's, I, I don't know. I'm not embarrassed by it. I had a BlackBerry for a very long time. I did not relinquish my BlackBerry. Like after everybody else was getting iPhones, I was so attached to having a BlackBerry, mostly also because it had a keyboard on it. But anyway, I was a BlackBerry person. Anyway, first three dates that I went on with my now husband had no idea what kind of phone he had. I And I remember like thinking that at some point, I remember thinking, oh my God, I don't even know like what he has, you know? Is it a Samsung? Is it an iPhone? Is it a BlackBerry? Turns out it was a BlackBerry, of course, because we were like made for each other. But... I didn't even know. And, you know, for our first, for all of our date, for our whole life, but for all of those dates, one of the things that, that I felt, that I felt like I felt it was that his focus and attention was entirely on me the entire time. And that is how I would show up for dates because I would think that the kind of person that I would want to date would want that from me, that they would want my full attention and focus, that they'd want me to seem excited and and enthusiastic about being with them, and that they would feel that I was curious about them and that I would ask them questions and get to know them. So I want you to think about how that applies to your business. I just want you to think about how when you are in the business of trying to attract someone I'm not even going to say impress them, but it is a little bit of an impression, right? It's a little impressing. When you're in the business of wanting to impress someone, when you want them to get the right idea, right, why wouldn't you show them enthusiasm, curiosity, and give them your full attention? And if you want someone to even think for one second about considering working with you, don't you think that they would want to feel those things from you? Do you think that anybody loves a date where the other person just talks about themselves or just tells about themselves? I don't think so. I don't think anybody really likes a date like that. And that's why when I tell you that what you don't need to do is talk about yourself and describe what you do and talk about information and give Like, remember, I well, you might not remember if you're new to the show, but there's an episode about how transformation is not information and that your clients don't want information. They want transformation, right? This is in that same category. It's like you need to show up in the world on discovery calls, on your 
social media, like whenever you're interacting with anybody in real life, online, you need to show up enthusiastic, enthusiastically curious and with your focus and attention on them. And that's what I meant a, a little earlier. Well, no, we're going to get to the next one. When I was saying how the energy of business can sometimes be really heavy, right? So why would, like, you might be feeling a little heavy in your business, right? You might be feeling a little bit like, oh my God, I'm working so hard. It's not that as easy to create clients as I thought, or it's not as easy to get people to sign up for my program, or it's not as easy. You might be thinking that, but you cannot show up to your calls with that energy. You can't show up to your calls thinking that you're just going to get on a call or even any conversation and just talk about yourself and be like, yeah, this is my business. It's not, no one's going to be attracted to you in, to work with you. So the same way you wouldn't go on a date without being enthusiastic, curious, and with your focus and attention on the other person, you're not going to do that in your business please. Okay. So now this leads perfectly into the next one, which is when you are in the beginning stages of a dating relationship, when you're trying to date, when when you're in the beginning, one of the number one things that matters to you is if you're having fun and if the other person seems fun, right? I mean, like who wants to go out with someone that's not fun? Nobody wants to go out with somebody who feels like everything out the gate is drama and serious, right? And that kind of connects to the last one. Like if you're in your business, it's feeling like a little drama and serious. And that reads, okay, in like in how you're putting yourself out there, it's not going to go well, okay? But if you have fun in your business, even if your business is challenging at times, even if you're working really hard, you need to think that your business is fun. And I don't mean that it's fun like, ha ha ha, like, you know, that you're in a playground all the time, not working. But you have to make sure that your work feels fun to you. Because otherwise, the people that you're trying to date are not going to pick up on that. And what people are attracted to is when it looks like you are actually having fun doing what you do and sharing what you do. So you're, you're listening to the show because you identify with being passionate and prosperous. Passionate is an energy. And part of that energy is that you have fun. I'm not saying you have to be funny or a comedian or that like all day, every day, you're just out having fun. But especially when it comes to doing the work that you do, if you let the business aspect of your business take you down and it stops feeling fun, right? And especially like, let's say you don't have clients or let's say you, you're, you're, you're not getting to do the work that you do. It's really easy for you to forget what it feels like to do that work. And so you forget that it, that it's fun for you, right? No matter what it is, even if the work that you do is really serious, even if you're like a, a grief coach, I am telling you that, that you're allowed to feel that doing your job brings you joy. And that it, when I say that it's fun, I don't mean that you're like not sensitive, not compassionate, not empathetic, not, not caring about other people's feelings. But that for you, 
getting to do your work is what lights you up and therefore how you put yourself out into the world to do the work, to create the clients. Everyone needs to see that you're freaking having the best time. That's what's going to attract them to you. That's what's going to make them want to go on more dates with you. Not if your energy, and this is, you know, really important, not if your energy is kind of low, deadpan, heavy, right? And you're not aware of the fact that that is actually like filtering in or feeding into your presence, Because when someone is checking you out, when they're at those beginning stages, right, even as I said, if what you're sharing, even if your content and what you do is like pretty serious, people need to feel your joy and fun for what you do. So you have to be able to tap into that, right? And we have an episode on like how to fall in love with marketing or how to have a better relationship with it, something like that. But there's the word love in there. Um, And that's because... You can't make the, 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 the attraction process in your business heavy and, and, and unfun. If that's the way you're thinking about it, that's the way it's going to convert or translate. And then you're going to wonder why no one's like kind of getting really excited about following you, about being on your yellow brick road. And it's because when people are starting to date, one of the primary things that they are looking for is that the other person looks like they have fun. Nobody wants a, a, a person who is never fun. Always serious, always whatever. Even if it's not miserable, serious. A lot of people, I'm not going to say everyone, but a lot of people would find that to be a little bit of a red flag. Because what are we here to do as human beings? We need to have fun, you guys. And we usually want someone to have fun with, right? Like fun alone is fine. I like to do stuff by myself. But having fun with other people, not even just my husband, but other people is really important to me. And when I think about using my resource of time and energy to be with other people, very often what will tip the scale if I'm like, oh my God, I'm so busy. I have so much work to do. What'll make me go, but I'm going to make plans is I'm like, cause they're so fun. <laughs> and I know I'm going to have such a good time. So fun. Okay. When you are seasoned at dating, maybe not like at the very beginning, remember when I was like, yeah, I guess maybe you're sort of like into like the physical, like immediate attraction, hotness, all of that. But Eventually, you come to realize that the surface stuff, the stuff that like initially attracts you, whatever that is, right? It's not always just like hotness, but it's like anything. In in sometimes in business, it's kind of like a bright shiny object syndrome type thing. But very often, that first surface level of attraction to some sort of like the way something looks on the outside, we learn that that's not enough. And what we learn is that when we really decide if we feel that that someone is our person, it's that we actually connect with them on deeper levels, like that we have shared values and that we like to do the same kinds of things and that we like to do things sometimes even the same way, like we like the same like structure or we or we have the same philosophies on on life. 
right, are in how we want to live. And even if, like, the outward appearance of someone at first is like, yeah, usually you need to get to know those other things to really figure out if you're going to keep on going. And here's what I'm going to tell you about business. It's the same way. When you're a coach, a creative, a a service-based entrepreneur, a thought leader, when you are out there and the work that you do is that you are using your thought leadership, your gifts, your skills, your your natural stuff, your intuition to serve and help other people, to help them experience something different, to transform, to get a better outcome. If if you're saying that your job is to like is to, you know, is to um partner with them and and help them succeed, but any of those things, that's what we all do here, okay? Or even if you're selling them something, people need to feel that your values align with theirs. People need to feel that you have some resonance with them and relatability. And that's why in all of the work that I share, everything that I teach, everything I talk about, when I talk about why your messaging is so important, why it's so important to put your authentic self out there in your business, why it's so important to share yourself, why it's so important to let people see like who you really are, why it is important to like share. You don't have to do TMI. You don't have to share every single thing about your personal life, but you kind of do have to share something about who you are. And the thing that are important to you, your values, they need to come through in whatever it is that you do, whether it's on social media, whether it's in how you engage, however you date your clients, right? That's what this episode is about. You got to date people and however you do that, right? Whether that's on your email list or whether it's social media or whether it's in person or, or whatever, a part of what has to happen during that process is that you have to let people see that other stuff about you besides the external, besides I'm so successful or or besides thinking that that's what they want to see, right? And so many of you are so hung up on whether or not you look successful enough or whether or not you seem perfect enough or if you have the perfect health, perfect life, perfect this, because you think no one's going to want to work with you unless on the outside you appear perfect. But that isn't true. I am telling you it's not true. It's not true in dating and it's not true in business. Nobody cares, actually. The people that care about the perfect and the, and, and, and have the shiny object syndrome and stuff, you know what? They make investments and then they're the, what, they're the biggest complainers, to be honest with you. They're the people that, 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 that complain that they invested in stuff and didn't get anything out of it. But your soul aligned clients are the people who are going to care about making a commitment and investing in working with someone that they feel a connection with, that they feel resonant with. And that's what you would expect from going any further on dating, you know, in dating with anybody. So that brings us to the next thing, which is when it comes down to you deciding if you want to like make a commitment or become or be like, let's go steady or, you know, be my girlfriend, boyfriend, my whatever, right? Um, you do that when you think the other person gets you. And we all have our own like barometer 
of what it means if someone gets us. It's that unspoken thing. It's that thing where you feel like someone really gets you, like they get your quirks. They, they, they get, they get you. They don't have to be told everything. They start to be like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah, I know. I know you. Right. And, and that they get you. And this is important too. In a way that they think that you see them the way they want to be seen. Meaning, sometimes people get us, but we want people to get us and know our insecurities and our bullshit. But we also want people to get us and know, you want someone to look at you and go, I believe in you. I get you. I believe that you can do what you want. I believe that you're good at what you do. I believe that you can have what you want. You want someone to get you in that way. And in business, everybody wants the same thing. No client wants to work with you if they don't feel that you get them. And they don't really want to work with you if they don't feel that they kind of get you. But it's more, in this case, it's more about the other way around. People decide to work with people that they think get them. And so that takes some effort. That takes something to get someone, right? And I'm not saying that you have to like wait nine months, 10 months, a year before you can like work with somebody at all. I'm not saying that the timeline is the same, right? I'm not saying that like you have to wait the same amount of time you'd wait to get engaged or get married or whatever. But what I am saying is get some perspective and understand what people are looking for because it's no different than what you would be looking for when you were dating and it's no different than the energy you would be wanting to show up with if you were dating and it's no different than what you would want from other people, right? And so remember, clients want to know that you get them and the way that they can know if they get you is kind of back to what I just said before, which is making sure that you put yourself out there and you share in a way, you storytell, you're willing to like give people more insight into like, into like how you got where you are, who you are. And and again, that's not the only, that's not ultimately what make people invest, what make them invest. At the end of the day, it's all of what we're talking about. And then the main thing that has to tie it all together is that they need to believe that they can get what they want, that they can get the outcome that they want. And that's no different than in dating. It's no different than in, right? But when it comes to how this all works out together for you in business, it's not, it's not just all of this getting you and relating to you, but then it's also like that person believing that if they were to partner with you, that they're actually going to get an outcome that they want. And that that's the ultimate reason for them to say yes. The final thing I want to share about why you should think about your business like dating is because I think when you are dating, you really try to listen to your intuition and your feelings and like really tune in when it comes to making decisions about taking things to the next level whether that's going on more dates or more serious ones, whether that's going away for the weekend, whether that's actually proposing to someone, whether that's getting married. But you, 
And again, I'm going to say, like, if you're like, I was the worst, I'd never listen to my intuition, then okay, well, maybe listening to this, you're like, but I could see why that would have been good, right? So maybe you're not someone who feels like you really trusted your intuition. Trusting your intuition takes practice, just so you know, because it's really scary, right? Because when you trust your intuition, you actually are just relying on yourself without any external validation of whether or not it's a good move or a good time, right? You're go- you're going with your gut. And it's really scary. And so sometimes people do squash their intuition, but it you get what I'm saying here in the in the in the in the scheme of things in dating in an ideal situation, you would be using your intuition about moving things to the next level or moving things along. And I really do feel that that is key to your business, meaning when you are engaging with other people, well, again, I keep saying whatever you want to call them, potential clients, your audience, like even people that you don't want to pay you, but that you want to like maybe partner with or, you know, do some sort of a joint venture or ask to be a referral for you or whatever, you definitely feel in or should be feeling in to when's the right time to like make the next move. When is a good time to make an offer to someone? And I mean, even just inside of one sales call, one phone call. I have seen and heard so many. I mean, I haven't been there on other people's discovery calls, but I've heard them tell me things. And then my first thing is, why did you make the offer? Like, why did you make an offer then? Like, what made you feel that that was like a good time to try to take things to the next level? And it's because if you're not thinking about your business like dating, you're not really tuning in to the fact that like you can feel when it's a good time to take things to the next level. And there are good times to do that. And there are less good times to do that. And that is really using your intuition. And I think that you, that people have much more intuition about like what feels like a good timing to sort of like move to another level when it comes to like dating and relationships and partners. And so that's why I'm sharing with you, think about your business this way. Think about your business this way. It doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to make the offer tomorrow or on a different phone call. But this feeling of urgency and this feeling of like not paying attention, not being in the real human moment, the the not seeing things as a relationship. And you know what just popped into my head? And I just want to say this because I know that there are so many coaches out there that that claim that they don't need any of this. So you, there are people out there that, that could be listening. I don't think you guys, but like, let's say someone that's not a listener. There are people who say the opposite of what I'm saying. There are people who feel like people should just, if someone doesn't know that they want to give you $10,000 over DM on Instagram, then fuck them. There are coaches out there like that. So I'm just telling you, that like, if you're not buying into this, that's okay. Like, and you feel like this is bullshit. Like, okay, then go listen to someone else. But I'm telling you that this is, these are my values. And this is, this is what I actually believe is how you create like a really great business. And it doesn't mean that 
that in the context of your business, that all of this has to be you one-on-one building a one-on-one relationship over millions of emails and millions of whatever. That's not what I'm saying. Because you can build relationships over social media and over email. And they're, you know, like you can nurture your audience and serve your audience and do everything that I just said. Treat your business like dating and you will just think about even the activities that you do in your business to nurture and serve your audience so that when you do make the move, when you do make the offer off of a off of a workshop or a training or whenever that you've dated them in the version of dating that it means in a business and it doesn't mean that you've literally gone on dates with them or had millions of phone calls with them but it does mean that you have to look at in the model of your business what does this say like how can you look at you you your thoughts your approach your energy, how can you look at that? How can you then look at what we know about human nature and about what it usually takes for people to build up trust, to make investments, to make commitments, right? And then and then, how can you actually use this to think about then what you do in terms of the activities in your business? So it's not only, so it's kind of like, it's three things. It's how can what I'm sharing with you today help you to think about yourself and your and the way you think about showing up in your business and the way you think about, you know, the energy that you bring and how you and how you allow yourself to like see this as a much more um not light but fun, you know, venture. How can you use it to think about how you other people are thinking when they're making decisions about about commitment and then how can you use it to think about how you show up right even if it's not literal dating but like how can you how can you think about your business and its activities in a similar way so that you are thinking about how you can use what you do in your business to develop all of the things that we just shared or that I just shared to develop those relationships and to allow things like trust, love, and knowing to create resonance, to create that feeling of connection, to, to do all of the things, to, to feel that, that there's a pace, that there's a way that things unfold. And here's what I'm going to tell you. When your business actually feels like it has a system and that you're not always in feast or famine, meaning you're not walking around with nothing, right, but you always have something, what you're going to find is that everything that I say will make more sense because this, it's the most painful in the early stages when you don't have a steady stream, of clients, of revenue. So when I talk about how you need to let things percolate, how you need to let things unfold, how you got to date, you got to date your clients, you're probably a part of you is like, oh my God, are you fucking kidding me? I don't have time for that. But here's what I'm going to tell you. Once you do the first, once you let that happen and you start to create your, your clients and you're doing all your activities and you're, you're, you're building your yellow brick road system and you're doing this and things start actually flowing, then the amount of time it takes for someone to move along your yellow brick road isn't going to seem as excruciating to you because there will always be people walking along your yellow brick road. 
But when you're not really getting people like like moving along the road to Oz, yet it doesn't feel like anyone's there and it feels horrible. So I want to acknowledge that and say that. But everything that I share with you on the show is to hopefully inspire you to keep going because I promise you that if you do do that and get your yellow brick road populated and going, things are going to shift. Things are going to be different. And you're going to be able to see yourself going into those different phases of business that I share all the time. And if you're already in those phases of business, right, then maybe the stuff that I shared today can help you actually go to your next level of business, right? Especially the part about really showing up and showing everyone how much fun you have and how much you love doing what you do. So that's what I wanted to share with you today. I hope that you, I hope you had fun. I had fun. Um, and I, I hope that this kind of was a, a light and easy way for you to have a new way of thinking or seeing, you know, you and your business. So um, that's all I wanted to share with you today. I have so much love for you. All of you who listen, I get messages, I get emails. Please, if you if you want to email me or message me, it really means so much to me um, because I love knowing that when you listen to the show that you are, I mean, some one, one, one of you, and you'll know when I say this, like she messages me often and tells me that she loves it because she thinks I'm really, she's, that I'm funny. And so she also like, while learning stuff, she also is cracking up. And I love that. Like, I want that. I want to be that. I want to make this, I want to help you have your passionate and prosperous life and business and have it feel like, even though it's hard work and even though, you really do have to commit and you really do have to put yourself into it and you've got to give it your all, that while doing that, it also can still feel like you're joyful and like you're living your best life because you're doing what you're doing in order to have what you ultimately want to have, right? Which is to make money doing what you love and to make the money to fund that passionate life that you deserve, that you're allowed to want things. You're allowed to want more. You're allowed to want bigger. You're allowed to want to make bigger impact. You're allowed to want to make money on your own terms, right? All of those things. And so in order to have all of that, you need to do all this hard work that I'm always talking about. And you also need to allow yourself to appreciate where you are every step of the way and celebrate where you are every step of the way so that you can keep being inspired and keep tapping into your passion and your fun and what brings you joy because that ultimately is how you're going to create the business. It's how you're going to get the clients because it's what they're going to be attracted to. So I will be with you next week, sending you all the love. Um, if you know anyone that you think would love Passionate and Prosperous, this show, please go ahead and recommend it. Let Tell other people. Let's keep growing our community. And in the fall, we're going to be able to get together in person. So I'm going to be sharing details about that with you in the coming weeks. All right. I will be with you next week, sending you all the love and high vibes. Thank you 
so much for listening to Passionate and Prosperous with me, Stacey Brass Russell. If you like what you're listening to, please make sure you're following or subscribing. And if you're on Apple, that's the little plus sign on the top right so that you get notified when new episodes drop every Wednesday. As always, I'm sending you love and high vibes. And remember, life is hard and there's always something you can do about it.